I don't know what it is, but something in your voice just sound a little down. Or are you just tired? I'm kind of just tired, honestly. Despite your extra hour of sleep that you could have gotten last night? Yeah, I didn't notice that until this morning. (laughs) So, like, I got it, but I didn't know I got it until, like, later. And so, like... Just didn't feel the same. Yeah, it didn't feel the same. I get that. I don't know. I was just, like, I was trying to be productive this weekend, and I wasn't really. But, like, I've been able to kind of rein it back in a bit today, but now it's just kind of left me feeling, like, tired from the whole weekend. And it's just like, oh, God, Mm -hmm. got work tomorrow. And it's like, ugh. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Also, I got locked out of my house today. That was my stupid thing <laughs> Again? of the quarter. <laughs> I know you didn't get locked out of this particular living situation, but yeah. before. The new but... locks I'm not used to. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Yeah. I didn't notice that, like, you can unlock the door with the key, but it stays locked. I didn't know these locks had that ability. Oh so yeah, I'd like ex- a lot of I, a lot of dorm rooms or apartments do that. Yeah, and so I I wasn't used to that or wasn't thinking about that because like my old place didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just yeah. But, yeah, that's totally fair. I remember the dorm that I was in sophomore year of college when I was an RA. What I didn't know immediately, and what my residents soon found out, is that some doors do that and some doors don't. Yep. And you can have neighboring doors of exactly the same rooms that have different functionality. And some of them have an option to kind of turn it on or off. Sometimes that just doesn't work and it's just stuck in one position or the other. So my Mm -hmm. mind did not do that. I had to, you know, lock and unlock it normally, which I was used to. So it was fine. And the resident immediately next to me got locked out several times in the first week because his (laughs) locked every single time. (laughs) Mm. So that was good. As you can tell, I'm back in now. Yes. It was actually very easy to get back in. Perks yeah. of having landlords nearby. Yeah, and I suppose they probably don't charge you for that, like an apartment building might. <laughs> nope, because I already <laughs> had to go talk to them today anyway, so. Okay, nice. It was perfect. Yeah, but I can definitely, I can understand how that can just throw things a little bit more off kilter than they already were. Yeah. Did you do anything for Halloween? No, I'm a loser. <laughs> well, you're not a loser. I mean, it's an it's an abnormal Halloween. I'm just asking. <laughs> How, did you do anything for? Well, like, I did things on Halloween, just not Halloween related things. Yeah, I was I was more asking for Halloween related things. I assumed <laughs> you did assumed. something. Yeah. Did you do anything special for Halloween? Yeah, Aaron and I watched Halloween Town. You had some bunch of crunch. You know it. I got I got three things of movie candy for from CVS for one dollar. <laughs> oh my gosh! Big Cause, spender. Because there must have been some combo deal on those box candies that I didn't see when I was checking out. Mm. Um, and I also had a two dollar just like extra bucks reward from CVS that I brought in. Oh, so okay. I was expecting to spend like four dollars, but there must have been some weird combo deal or something in addition to my coupon that brought the price of these three boxes of candy down to one dollar in total which nice. was fine by me it was great <laughs> so yes i i saved one one of the boxes of bunch of crunch in my pantry <laughs> out of sight so that i can just kind of happen upon it at a later date when i'm oh, craving bunch of crunch on a movie night yeah 
that's the way to do it. Because un- I was tempted. So, so as you may remember, the last time I got Bunch of Crunch, I went to the same CVS, and I think there was one box left. Mm-hmm. This time there were many boxes, but I could I didn't it didn't feel right to you know walk out of there with like six boxes of Bunch of Crunch or something. <laughs> it didn't. Why not? I don't know. I just I don't know. Worrying about people who will never see me again, that sort of thing. So I just yeah, bought I two of those and one box of Sour Patch Kids, which ultimately is, is still probably the better choice. You know, I, I, it's not, I'm not good at having that much candy and letting it last a while. So having just the one box gives me, even if I remember that it's there all the time, which I probably will, there's a, there's a certain like mental game of, well, I don't want to waste it. Oh, it makes it feel special. Yeah. And especially when it's like a concealed thing, as opposed to something that like you open and slowly eat. Like last week when I went to Trader Joe's, I got some chocolate covered almonds Mm -hmm. and those you just kind of snack on throughout a week. But then before you know it, you've eaten far more than you anticipated in one day. And I was going to say a week. I I know I made them last about four days, which was pretty good for me. That's impressive. Longer than I would have made it. Yeah, so so just the one extra box, which was good. But yeah, we watched Halloween Town, which is, you know, Aaron had texted me asking if we could watch a cheesy Disney Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And she initially wanted to watch Twitches, but I just wasn't in the mood. You know, if we're like together, then I, then I could watch pretty much any movie and it would be fine. But there's something about it being like separate of like, I'm still kind of spending individual time in a sense, sitting in my room on this big screen, watching Twitches of all things. It just, it just didn't sound fun to me. I have no mm-hmm. connection to that movie, but Halloween Town I grew up with, with you know watching with my sisters and stuff. And I think it's you know obviously it's a dumb movie, but also a pretty good movie for what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So watched that, and then we watched it at like eight because it's a Disney Channel original movie, and they have to fit ten minutes of commercials. It's an hour mm-hmm. and twenty minute movie, which is great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't even nine thirty by the time we were done and i was like hey it's saturday i could watch another movie so i watched coco after that oh nice yeah gotta admit this halloween's made me notice that i don't know what halloween movies there are and i don't know what any of them are about really because i have never heard of halloween town to be completely honest and I've, I was also made aware of a movie called hocus pocus that i've yeah, also that's another really popular one from our childhood I'm also in absolutely no way aware of it or anything about it. Well, I guess if you didn't grow up watching like Disney Channel movies and there's no reason you'd be aware of them. Like it's yeah. a very specific, like it's, you know, they exist on this one channel. It's just that most people our age grew up watching that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I guess most people our age in our uh, shared uh, region of, you know, white suburban Midwest America specifically (laughs) yeah hocus pocus is a solid choice it's not it's not my go-to for sure but i'm very familiar with it but halloween town totally solid movie i i I Mm -hmm. recommend it maybe maybe not maybe not until next halloween like there's no reason to watch it just like on your own on a non-halloween based situation okay it's not that special just like why would you watch random claymation christmas movies in like april you know like you wouldn't there's it's just like about the time of year that that makes yeah. it tolerable and decent but yeah it's like it's a solid just like 
kind of goofy Halloween movie that like, yeah, it's a kid's movie, but like, it's, it's good. You know, granted, I'm coming at that with, you know, years of knowing about it and having that nostalgia. I have no idea how it would play to, uh, you know, uh, a guy in his twenties, in his twenties, watching it for the first time alone, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you think that might be a weird situation? No, it's not weird. It's, I just don't know. I, I have a feeling that it might not connect with you in quite the same way, but maybe we could watch it together mm-hmm. next year. Maybe that'll make it a bit more enjoyable. Okay. You'll have to make a note of that. I'm not going to remember, but I, I actually I'm, will. I'm I will put it in my calendar for next year. Oh no, please don't. No, I'm going to. Oh God. Beca- no. Cause I think that, I think that would actually be really fun. <laughs> okay. Halloween town with Grant. All right. Next year. Sick. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's my Halloween. Nice. Do you have trick or treaters? No. Our our apartment complex never officially unsanctioned. I don't, I don't know what the opposite of sanctioned is, but uh, forbade, disallowed. disallowed, forbade, whatever. Um trick-or-treating there was no official communication that i saw to that effect this year but i think there was maybe a sort of communal agreement (laughs) to not Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. uh versus last year there was explicit you know hey we're going to give you these pieces of paper put them on your door if you want to participate in trick-or-treating yeah 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 there was none of that this year so uh pretty sure that it wasn't really happening Mm-hmm. My mom actually decided to. Uh, what did she do? She took bunches of candy, like wrapped candy, and then put each of them in small Ziploc bags and wrote Happy Halloween on all those Ziploc bags and then put those out in a bowl as an attempt to be vaguely safe and mm-hmm. reasonable so that at least yeah, that's uh, nice. kids, as my dad would say, grubby hands are not. <laughs> On all the candy, just on these Ziploc bags, which you could it's wipe like wipe down fingers. more easily. Mm-hmm. Or like empty things out of and dispose of, leaving less grubby fingered handy in a grubby fingered candy in a bowl. Exactly. There we go. Um, so I actually haven't talked to them to ask if anybody came by to grab those, but <laughs> but it was a nice idea. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, this has been on my mind all weekend. Is mm-hmm. uh, this is this is our first election season as a podcast mm. in a legitimate fashion? I know that we probably don't want to say much, if anything, right now. But I was just kind of I was reflecting on this because I I voted on Thursday was when mm-hmm. I finally sat down to fill out my ballot because the ballots in California are complicated with lots of things to them. And there's a lot of research that I had to do, and it took about two hours to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was quite the process. And then I you know, dropped it off the next morning and went and got myself a donut as reward for my civic duty. Nice. Um, but I realized that I've been, you know, for better or worse, I've sort of just, I don't know if ignored is the right word, or just not given too much thought to the fact that election day is so soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, people, as you're listening, you'll listen to this after Election Day, unless I decide to post it early for whatever reason, but I don't think I will. So you'll listen to this after Election Day, which is why I don't really think that either of us want to say much, 
and also because that's not really the nature of this podcast is to talk about such things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of it just kind of snuck up on me last week. I was listening to some podcasts who were you know doing the uh, you know typical go make sure that you're going out and voting type of thing, which is good. And that was when it finally sunk in. Like, man, I've really let this kind of slip by. <laughs> Now, I, I have no idea if you or anyone else has had a similar feeling, but it's just kind of weird that I don't know if it's like being in college made me way hyper aware of it or mm-hmm. if I've been sufficiently beaten into the ground to know that there's only so much worth in, you know, giving a lot <laughs> of thought to it right now. I don't really yeah. know, but kind of snuck up on me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's felt like it's been coming for forever, and then I just kind of like stopped thinking about it because it felt just like inevitable and so long off. Yeah. And then there's a moment of like, oh yeah, that's like in a couple days. Yeah, I'm sure part of it for me is like it's not like I'm going into the office, so people aren't like casually talking about it or whatever. I'm sure that's a big thing for me because I know you know mm-hmm. my all of my office politics, like we're in San Diego, we lean a very particular way. Pretty much everybody in the company that I'm aware of is pretty comfortable that pretty much all their coworkers are on the same general wavelength there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people would talk about it and have talked about it in the past, but not being in the office means that there's no casual lunchroom conversations about it. No one's like bringing it up beforehand in like a meeting or whatever. And also, like, I live alone, so, well, not, I mean, I have a roommate, but, you know, he's uh, not voting, and we don't talk about that stuff typically. Mm -hmm. So, it's just kind of been not front of mind, as opposed to, like, when I was an RA, it being very front of mind as being a very important thing that a lot of people felt very strongly about. Mm -hmm. So, I was, like, paying really close attention to what was going on. So, Mm -hmm. but I don't like, I just don't think I'll do that this year. Part, partly because even though my mental participation in watching results won't affect anyone else's mental participation, I'm very aware that anything that happens election night, barring a really wild outcome, won't be an official thing. Mm hmm. Like, there's almost no way that anything happens on Tuesday is official because Mm of, you know, uh, early voting and everything, and everyone's going to be all up in arms about whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like I'm I'm sure I'll end up looking, but right now it's like I'm not going to sit there and just, like, refresh the page because it's going to be less meaningful Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're just going to keep seeing garbage pie graphs of, you know, nearly half red and nearly half blue going back and forth for different states as opposed Mm -hmm. to what it should be which is like you know uh for the most for most of the night the pie graph is like you know at least 50 percent gray with uncounted votes with the rest being split between red and blue Mm -hmm. you know and that's and that's what's really frustrating is like uh, everyone yeah you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's annoying. What, so. If this is a bizarre question, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with it. If this garbage pie graph that you speak of in this situation, which I totally know what you mean, mm-hmm. uh, garbage pie graphs suck. 
if it had to have a flavor that would describe how garbage it was, like, so that we can have a, a common understanding if we need to discuss pie graphs in the future of like how garbage is a pie graph or how good is a pie graph? Like, can we use like flavors as a descriptor or like, do you got any like kind of thoughts on a range here? Like from like sweaty sock pie to like, I don't know. See, I guess I was thinking of something that could be conceivably a pie flavor. Oh, okay. No, that's uh, better. So that's actually, better. the first thing that came to mind was cotton candy pie. Oh yeah, that sounds th- horrific. Yeah, because when I think of cotton candy, I think of blue and red. Well, blue and pink, but you know, close enough. And so As you can imagine flavors? a cut. Co- yeah, yeah. Blue flavor. <laughs> well, no, it's just like when you think of cotton candy, it comes in typically blue and pink colors. And those, but. It- isn't it true though that those are also the flavors? Like the flavor of cotton candy is blue or pink. It is not Probably, anything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I would say cotton candy pie would be. Oh yeah. Perhaps the most bad. apt description of this completely either blue or red pie graph that uh leaves you feeling kind of gross. It's just total trash. Yeah. But what what would be like a good blue and red pie? Like like blueberry sweet cherry or something or blueberry tart cherry maybe i could get behind that but make like a obviously be cool obviously the ideal would be one with more than two flavors perhaps well (laughs) let's just say i'm just i'm just like i'm not talking about politics right now i'm just hungry for pie okay fine um yeah if we're sticking to kind of fruity pies that that are focused on the blue and red, then yeah, either a blueberry cherry or a blueberry strawberry rhubarb kind of thing. Ooh, yes, yes, yeah. That's what I got. Gosh, I think I want some pie. Where can I get a good pie? Uh, you can really get an okay. You can get an okay pie at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I want good pie. I don't want an okay pie. Maybe I'll have to. I mean, make you one. could get. I mean, I don't know. Maybe your grocery store has good pie. Some some grocery stores have really good bakery sections. I doubt it. Just saying. I'm going to call up grandma, get some advice. She'll (laughs) have good advice, and she'll love to talk about it. Sweet Sweet Martha's? Not Sweet Martha's. What am I thinking of? Uh, Marie Collender's? uh, Edward's? You get lots of options. Marie Collender's, yeah. Isn't it Callender's? I don't know. I say Collender's. (laughs) Isn't a colander the thing you use to strain pasta? Yeah, if you spell it that way. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I say it. <laughs> this is just going to bug me for the rest of the night, so I got to uh, look it up. Okay, yeah. Marie Callender's. Okay, now I feel better. I just thought I was saying it wrong all these years. Okay, Grant, bringing a unique comic for the first time in a while, uh, has brought Bark Eater Lake by Corey Pandolf. And we have a anthropomorphized dog wearing a shirt and some and pants, maybe maybe shorts. Can't tell. It's cut off. Um, and he is looking at a big stack of papers. I think talking to some guy, and the dog says, uh, "What's all this?" And the guy says, "I told you, I'm building a deck. So I guess it's a bunch of wood." And the dog says. You were serious about that? Okay, I'll I'll get my tools then. And the guy says, "No, I don't want your help this time." And the dog says, "You what? But you can't." And the guy says, "Give me that circular saw. I want to cut down this chain link fence." <laughs>
So, Mark, I'm going to leave your interpretation of the words in my question intentionally broad (laughs) to give you some freedom to answer, because I love your creativity. But, Mark, you have 10 seconds. What is your favorite tool? What is my favorite tool? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say my favorite tool is... An all. Huh. Defend. Uh, it's very confusing to say all to someone who doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I've had surprising need for them at times throughout my life. Would you mind describing one of these times? I don't know. I just uh, it, there's lots of times where I need to poke a hole in something, and they're really good for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like that's that, pretty that much fits. it. You, you described know? it. That is accurate. Like you need to poke things, and <laughs> sometimes and you sometimes you do a variable width, and uh, uh. if you have an all, it gets a lot of stuff done. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I just thought the phrase like like you need to poke things. Yeah. I just really wanted to blurt out like, it's why you have fingers. <laughs> a finger is n- not nearly as precise as an awl. Yeah, but you can poke things with fingers. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can poke things with any tool, but that doesn't mean that it's going <laughs> to be effective at doing the thing that you want the poking to do. Anyway, I'm not <laughs> saying an awl is the most useful tool. I'm saying that it's my no, favorite. I I appreciate that answer. That is a wonderful answer. And that's mainly given in 10 seconds, but I'm sure I have different favorite tools, but I'll stick with an all for now for the sake of conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that works. Gets the job done. Did you have, was this just a what's your favorite thing? Do you have any follow-up on that? <laughs> it was mostly a what's your favorite thing. I I had a follow-up, but I don't know how. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it, okay? Okay. So one of my tools that I love, but I hate using it for its intended purpose, is a flathead screwdriver or a however you want to, whatever you want to call it. I will let you make yeah, up your own. that's what I always call it. Yeah. They're a wonderful tool because they're a wonderful like poker and pry bar. Yep. They are a horrendous screwdriver. Yeah. I don't know who's, who's th- putting flathead screws into things. These they days, sh- like they should no longer exist. Like, I I'd be less frustrated with like a torque screw than a flathead at this point. Yes. Yes, because like yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Or like a oh, I recently learned more about screws, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Phillips heads are also really annoying. I don't like them anymore either. I mean, yeah, I they're not they're not America. like as cool. As some of the others, I'm sure that I'm sure that there's some aspect of them that just makes them more easily stripped than other types of heads, and I'm sure that's why some other heads are used because they're literally designed to strip easy. Yeah, and, and I mean, I also believe that there are certain choices made by manufacturers. I mean, most of my experience with what I will say non-standard screw types or screw heads is with like computers, particularly laptops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where I'm pretty convinced that they choose the screws based on the company w- not wanting you to get access to the computer. Oh yes, Apple is classic um, for this. Yeah, which it, which is really dumb. Um, yes, my ThinkPad, all Phillips head, they work just fine because they don't need to be tightened down too far. 
mm-hmm. easy to get into. I mean, I have a repair kit so I can get into other laptops, but it's super annoying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, flathead, like, what are you doing? They're just the worst. Yeah. Good luck trying to line that up in the middle and not yeah. having to, like, readjust it halfway through. Like, come on. What are you doing? But, like, it's a it's a wonderful tool to, like, poke things, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like no one uses a flathead screwdriver to drive in screws anymore. Like, it's it's your pry bar. It's your little thing you're going to use for the purpose it's not intended for. Yep. Agreed. And the other thing is that, unlike every other type of screw that comes to mind, you're not going to have a really good time magnetizing the head of a flathead to, like, get a screw out. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's there's too few points of contact. There's a line as the point of contact, and it's just not mm-hmm. gonna it's not gonna be useful to have it magnetized. Mm-hmm. And you're never using a flathead screwdriver that fits your screw head, like no. The gap is or the slit or whatever the heck it is is only gonna be like way wrong size for whatever screwdriver you're using. And it's just like meh. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when like the width of the slit is really big. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even, like, the length, it's, like, the width. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm meaning. So, you're always, you're not even using, like, a good chunk of the flatness. You're using, like, two-point loads and just, like, what you doing? Come on, bruh. Yep, agreed. In my day-to-day life, I have noticed some of, I'm so proud of myself for learning the real name of them, Robinson head screws. They just make me love them more than now that I know the name. It's the square heads. And I actually kind of like them. Like I I haven't had to like use one in person, but like there's some like aesthetic appeal to them. And I feel like maybe they're not good, but I don't know. I believe you mean a Robertson. Didn't I say that? We're going to say I said that. Okay, I thought I thought you said Robinson. No, I but definitely I said Robinson. Mis- okay, you're 100 percent correct. But we're gonna no pretend worries. that. Yeah. See, I bragged about that I knew the name and I didn't actually know the name. <laughs> That's okay. Ooh, Google auto corrected you. <laughs> That's good. Thank God. But I am also very much annoyed, as you were talking about, with very common in computer manufacturers of they invented their own type of screw that's just different enough from like a typical type of screw that you can't really use the typical screwdriver for it and just like why why you do this like we have enough designs that like get the jobs done that you want like stop inventing new i know like inventing things is good (laughs) (laughs) but stop inventing new things it's just like you're putting in more work than it's worth and it's making everyone's lives miserable because now everyone's got to have a set of like 50 freaking screwdrivers or little like heads or whatever little adapter thingamajobbers and it's like stop it like no one no one likes you like mom and dad will still love you if you don't invent your own screw head (laughs) here's a fun category so i'm looking at the wikipedia list of screw screw drives Mm -hmm. and uh, there is a category of pentalobular sockets okay it's kind of like well okay basically all it means is that it's a five-pointed star of different Mm -hmm. varieties so there is a torx plus um five lobed security drive Mm -hmm. it is a five lobed variant with a center post used for security as the drivers are uncommon (sighs) that's my favorite like that's the entire thing is like yep 
security through obscurity the same way as just like a random string on the internet can be deemed secure just because it's hard to guess we're just gonna put this thing in that's really hard mm-hmm. to find the proper head for <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> yeah it's secure because you're an a-hole that's why it's secure yep so the so the pentalobe screw drive it basically looks like a five-pointed flower so it's kind of rounded mm-hmm. is a five-pointed tamper resistant system being implemented by apple I was going to say, that's exactly what I have on my computer that I need to buy a new driver to screw in because one of them somehow got loose. And it's like, why? Because they're too small to just like grip them with your fingers and use friction to put them in. Mm-hmm. And like, ugh, just makes me angry. Yep. They basically said, hey, there's an official thing called the Torx one, which are all hexagonal. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, let's just make it not hexagonal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make it a pentagon instead. <laughs> because screw you. That's why. Uh, Are pentagons that much better? I don't know. But the know. tooling is more of a pain in the rear end. I don't know. For what it's worth, it looks like what we would consider a sort of flathead drive is called a slotted drive. Mm-hmm. I call it the wiggly diggly have to adjust halfway through drive. The uh, Robertson by far has the longest amount of explanation in this entire thing. <laughs> you know, some Robertson lover it's wrote like that article twice er, as long as everything movie. else. Yeah. Also known as square or screw locks. Gosh, your inflection made me think you were going to say something more, and I was like on the edge of my seat. Sorry. I, well, I was hoping to say more, but I haven't found anything interesting to say after reading all this. Okay. I'm looking for looking for something interesting to say about it. They are commonplace in Canada. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Is that like you can't? It's hard to find stuff around here that you can uh, get with those. It heads, seems that part of it is because they were patented for a in long Canada? time. Oh. All, well, all oh. it says is as patents expired and awareness of their advantages spread. Robertson fasteners have become popular in woodworking and in general construction. Interesting. Combination Robertson Phillips drives are often used in the electrical trade. Mmm. That's how that's I encounter. Oh, I have also encountered some at work. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. They're pretty neat things. They look kind of cool. What's more aggravating to you, Mark? A unnecessary obscure drive type that is secure because it's difficult to remove because you just don't have the correct well for i need to stop you real quick um i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some more robertson stuff and then you can ask me your question okay okay so this robertson fellow conceived in 19 conceived and invented in 1906 by a canadian pl robertson Mm. and was patented in both Canada and the US. Do you know what the PL stand for? If you don't, can we make bets on it and then look it up? Sure. I'm going to go with Patrick Langley. Dang, we were thinking the same first name. I was going to go with Patrick Lowell. Well, we're both wrong. It's Peter Limeburner. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, well. At least you know we didn't cheat. So... Uh... Robertson, when it was initially patented, it was really hard to mass produce, and then he figured out a new way to kind of design them so they could be easily mass produced. Um, And then 
he licensed the screw design to a maker in England, and then the company that he licensed it to went into bankruptcy as a sort of, uh, on purpose apparently, to try and mess with the rights and get it somewhere else. Uh... Robertson was able to get it back, and because of that issue, refused to allow anyone else to make the screws under license. Mm. Um, Henry Ford tried them out at some point and found that they saved a lot of time, but then Ford stopped using them because Robertson didn't want to license stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, that's why Phillips heads be- yes. like, gained wider acceptance yeah. in and the US at least. That's why they're designed dumb too. I don't yeah. know if this is actually true, but like they were designed to like have your bit come out at a certain level of torque because back in Ford's days, like that's how you stop something from being over tightened Mm. rather than actually having a drill that controls that, which is a much better solution. Mm -hmm. I assume that that's kind of the nature of your question that you were going to ask sort of rhetorically. Honestly, I have no idea what question I was going to ask rhetorically anymore. Okay. But yeah, we'll go with, yeah, because that'll make me feel smart, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of talking to myself, but that's fine. You're fine. I'm, so I'm just still reading. Don't worry, we can always cut this up. Okay. Okay, here, here we go. Here's a direct address of your complaints. The design is often criticized for its tendency to cam out at lower torque levels than other yes. crosshead designs. There has long been a popular belief that this was a deliberate feature of the design to Do assemble not. aluminum aircraft without over-tightening the fasteners. Extensive evidence is lacking for this specific narrative, and the feature is not mentioned in the original patents. However, a 1949 refinement to the original design described in some U.S. patent describes this feature. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> so, not not the original intention, but just a, a happy coincidence that seemed to be kind of doubled down on later, perhaps. Yeah, see... It definitely was just like a mistake initially, and someone was like, oh no, I mean like it was on purpose, right guys? Mm-hmm. That That's what that tells me. Oh no, Have it's not heard? a bug, it's a feature, guys. That's right. Gotta gaslight people into believing it's a feature. Have you heard of a pause drive? Isn't that the plus sign? Wait, pause drive? What is pause drive? It looks exactly that like a Phillips, cool. except it has in between the cross... Sticking oh, out at 45 yeah. degrees are these small dashes. Yeah. And apparently it's just a little different probably in like the internal aspect of how it works that makes it nicer for power tool stuff in terms of it's less likely to cam out in the same way. Mm-hmm. Pause a drive screwdrivers fit Phillips screws, but they may slip or tear out the Phillips screw head. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Cool. The more you know. I didn't think we were going to talk about screwing this much on any episode of Comical start without Mark cutting it out. Ha ha ha. We're interesting, curious individuals, Grant. <laughs> okay. This is what we do. Oh. No, I'll, I'll stop leaning into uh, that. Un- unlike, that <laughs> unlike that silly podcast, OHAC, that just dithers on and on with nothing to say about anything. Yeah, talk about a couple of numpties just making themselves feel smart or yeah. silly. Yeah, not not the real conversations that we men have here on Comical Start. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, us men, manly men, comics and man stuff. Ooh, we should have a whole man stuff episode. That would be fun. We could talk about, like... 
Oh yeah, I'm sure that that's that totally fits with our beliefs in the world is to have a man focused section. <laughs> we should. What can we talk about? We can talk about like sports and like I don't know, putting like powder on your balls so they don't get too sweaty and like I don't know, what are the man things out there, Mark? I don't know, but what when you were just kind of saying your things, it reminded me of two videos which I'm going to send you now. Oh, this is gonna be distracting. Am I supposed to watch these now or later? Ooh, by the way, now and laters are a hugely underrepresented and underappreciated candy. Okie dokie. Sponsorship? I've put, I've put two YouTube links in the Skype chat for you. Are these for later or now? I still have You don't have to watch them now. We can talk about them later. Okay. One's from SpongeBob SquarePants and one's from a different movie. Oh, fun. Well, but I look forward I'll... to watching them. Yeah, but instead I... I'll let you struggle through the, the comic that I chose. Oh, shh, Nikes. Okay, I didn't pre-read. I was going to say, I'll look forward to watching them after we go through Doodle for Food by Megan McKay. Is this new, too? I think this is new. This feels new. Yep. Because I don't remember doodling for food much. But we uh, let's... No, we're going to go through it blind. This is going to be fun, guys. I promise. Famous last words. So we got a... A robber with a shopping cart, and he's walking up to the to the whisk aisle in the I'm gonna say targety type store. Zoom in towards the whisk box labeled Whisk Five Thousand. There's just a, a honestly a really terrible looking whisk picture on the box. This does not look like a good whisk, but cooking is whiskey business. Ergonomic, aerodynamic. Thermodynamic, dynamite, whisk away all your problems. Okay, now they got me. Despite the bad looking whisk picture, I want this whisk. So then we we cut to the we cut to the the burglary robbery looking dude. I'm trying to leave my thieving days behind me, but that's a whisk I'm willing to take. I feel like I didn't miss anything. Too bad. Maybe. No, I think you did well. I just wasn't sure how well you would land on the pun. I I I saw just quick enough because okay. I was like, "There's nothing funny yet." At least I don't <laughs> think. So I put a little bit more effort in. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I had a similar question for you. <laughs> What's your favorite kitchen utensil, Grant? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, I'm gonna go with ooh. This is no. I'll, I'll name a utensil first. I'm gonna go with a. Oh God. Okay. Um. Sorry. I'm like bouncing back and silicone. Uh, spatula. Like a flat spatula. Like a like a. Oh God, I'm using the wrong. Like a rubbery. I think it's was just. No, I understand what you mean by the silicone part, but I'm just saying when you say spatula, do you mean like it's yeah. completely flat? No. Or like a turner, as some people like to say, or flipper, or whatever people say. I don't know. Like a. Would you flip a pancake with this, or no. would you kind of stir brownie mix with it? Stir brownie mix, or like okay. scrape out a bowl or something. Yeah, or... so it's flat. Yeah. Like a, as, in, as in, like, there is not an angle between the handle and the oh, kind of yes. actual working part of it. Yes. Not like it's as flat as paper, but, like, flat in. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, eh, no, not flat. Like, yeah, you don't need to send me a picture. I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I just got to make sure, Mark. got to be careful here. I'm just, I'm just always curious because growing up, a spatula always, always meant a thing that you flipped pancakes with yeah. and flipped other things with. Mm-hmm. That's a spatula in my head. And it wasn't until late in college that someone tried to tell me that the thing that you scrape out bowls with is also called a spatula and that yeah. whatever I can make pancakes with is called a turner or whatever dumb name they want to give it. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can go be fine with the flat thing being called a spatula as well. That's fine. Whatever. I don't have a good name for it, but I'm not going to call the other thing anything but a spatula as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my soapbox. No. Okay. But I'm not going to stand by a silicone spatula. Totally fair. Silicone is one of the, is near the height of the pantheon of materials for cookware, in my opinion. Agreed. I use them a lot because I got lots of like Teflon coated pans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like wooden wooden kitchen implements are wonderful. Not as wonderful as silicone though. Mm-hmm. And I have I have silicone implements with wooden handles. How about that? Ooh, bougie! It was my moving present from Aaron. Nice. That actually sounds really nice. Yeah. Gosh, because I I do don't I do slightly dislike holding silicone tools. Mm-hmm. But like wood is something that just like feels great in your hand, you know. 